What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody, and happy Friday. So this is the last Friday of the month. Um, I said last, or I said earlier this week on the Tuesday drop that um, this month and next, and maybe even farther, I'd be doing the uh, Friday podcast drops like this one as well. Actually, I, I miss said that. This is the last uh, Friday drop for a podcast. However, there will be a Friday drop of a podcast over on our Patreon page. Um, it'll be a little bit shorter, probably, probably around 30, 35 minutes. Um, and occasionally, obviously, I'll bring over some of the roundtables. I'll try and do that on the weekend, um, if I can, uh, that we do on Thursdays. Um, but uh, the Patreon page on Friday will always have a either live or a new piece up and uh, also following some uh, different, still gig economy stuff, but following some different ideas of how to earn and some projects that I'm undertaking. So that might be helpful to you guys to see um, what some other things are that I do. And uh, maybe we all brainstorm together. We come up with some even other ideas. So I'm going to jump into the piece because last night we had a really good roundtable, really good guests. And um, yeah, I I would recommend to all of you, if you haven't already, to go check out all of their channels. It'll be in the show notes. Um, But yeah, just just a good time. And uh, I want to thank all of our guests as well. And of course, I want to thank our sponsor, Gary Middleton, Middleton Technologies, who developed... And and has three apps out on middletontech.com. You go there, you go to apps, and then each one of them like uh, has you know, or two of them have their own pages too. So you got Flex Alert for Amazon Flex workers. You got the uh, DUH, the driver utility helper for DoorDashers, and you got Maximo, the the rideshare and food delivery helper for. Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. And when I say this, um, you know, for Maximo, it's and NDUH, you set all the parameters to be what you want, what you want in your market, how far you want to go, how much you want to make. You know, we, I kind of, I, you know, some of this I repeat a little bit, but it's very important. If you live in a rural area or a small college town or a big college town, or you live in a major, one million person population city. Um, all of these want you. You're looking for different types of trips if you work in each of these 
areas. So what this allows you to do is set those parameters to your needs for your area, factoring in your gas, how far do you want to go, all of it. And then you only see the requests that you want within your parameters. And um, with everything that's uh, going on with, you know, not touching your phone in the cars these days, uh, you can set it up as accept and decline where you can be hands-free, set your parameters, and it'll just take care of it and then put you on your way. Um, Part of the roundtable tonight, we do discuss Maximo and a little bit of uh, driver utility helper. And on Monday... Uh, we have a Maximo roundtable. So if you do rideshare or you do Uber Eats or Grubhub, or even if you have the DUH app and you do some of the other delivery platforms like Grubhub or Uber Eats, and you're not doing rideshare, it still would be worth it to come in and see this roundtable because it's two. It, it's going to be four of us. It's going to be two very veteran uh, drivers, and it's going to be one new driver. And we're going to kind of just walk through the app and keep it to that... Um, you know, 45 to 55 minute time. And uh, yeah, it'll be live. So if you want to, if you want to chime in with questions, please do. Um, it is at, geez, I got to make sure. I, I believe it is six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific that it'll be live. Obviously, after that, you can watch it anytime you want. But I'm going to jump into the piece and I will quickly come back on the other side. What are we talking about? I don't know. Is the, is the <laughs> well, Gary bailed. What's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us here tonight. Um, <laughs> got a nice group of people. Uh, got Gary Middleton uh, right next to me. Got uh, John McCallion. Got Hannibal is hungry. Got Kim Side Money. Got David from Para. And got Jason Terry from the Gig Economy Podcast. We were supposed to have Curry, but... Um, it was weird. I was talking to Gary about this before we came on, and Curry uh, found the questions I had a little too difficult. So they are in the midst of getting a PR person to deal with these questions. Uh-oh. I'm going to put them out there because she asked me to. So she said these are good questions. So um, I'm just going to real quickly run through them, and then uh, we'll just jump into the rest of this because Curry will be here next month. But it's going to they. I guess they're in the midst of a PR person change or something. But um, one of the things that I am asked about by everybody all the time is this waiting list thing. And here's the thing: is that I guess nobody has come off the waiting list um, basically since months ago in any city. If you've been put on the waiting list. It's kind of waiting to get into spring so that there is enough business to bring you back on the platforms. Construction goes down a little bit. We all know in the winter, especially in many states compared to others like Jason up in Michigan, me in Colorado. Um, we still have construction, but obviously weather dictates what can be done. Um, but she said that the waiting list will start to open up. So if you've been on it for a while, hang tight. You will get on there. Um my questions were a little more intense this time around. I wanted to know specifically about earnings for one-off drivers and why pay was the same regardless of the vehicle you were earn- you were running, if, if it was a small enough load to go into a Prius or a pickup truck. Um, I wanted to know uh, what was being done to persuade c- the customer to, to pay enough to make sure that the driver's making a two-plus dollar per mile especially if they're deadheading back from wherever they're 
final destination delivery is. Um, I wanted to know uh, the different vehicles that they, even though they take all of them, like how, what is a breakdown of like the smaller vehicles actually getting acceptance on these? And finally, uh, why when they're doing the round robin, it will select out of the group who says, yes, I want that load. But then it then selects who has a sprinter van, who has a truck, who has a car, when really it was first brought to our attention that it's supposed to be the closest person to the pin when you get into the round robin. So, I mean, that would, if it's a, if it's a five gallon uh, delivery of Sherman Williams paint pays a hundred dollars. Why? If the Prius is closest, why does the Sprinter van get it if it's three times farther away? It's kind of an odd thing. I don't think that fits with the... David, you might even have input on this. I don't think that fits with the normal round robin. Um, That's weird. But I don't know. I found... Yeah, there was just a lot of questions. And when I asked these to the new person, because I've got a handful of uh, people that I know over at Curry, but there's a new person who I thought was PR. She was just... I. I thought we had a great conversation, but she called Alice, who I've worked with for months now, and was like, I can't do this tomorrow. <laughs> the questions are way too hard, and I don't have the answers. And they so don't I thought sound that was too hard. I mean, I don't know Curry that well, but they don't sound like hard hitting, you know? I, I, I know. know. They were, I mean, I think the, the, the pay thing and why certain people, I think it's a, it's, a, I think it's an image they want to project. Like, We'd rather, if somebody is in that pool and they have a Prius, but somebody's in that pool and has a Sprinter van, they'd rather the Sprinter van go and be the face of the company, even if it's a five-gallon thing of paint, instead of just, you know, that average person who maybe uses the Prius to do DoorDash or whatever. Um, You know, like, I think they just would rather have the image of, you know, hey, we use Sprinter vans, pickup trucks whenever possible, even if that means that, uh, you know, um, that the other people go by the wayside, but I, that's what I wanted to know. And so we will have them back on. Um, Alice said she will get me somebody by next month. So hopefully we'll have somebody to give us direct answers on that. What I would like <sighs> to see is uh, they be more specific in the kind of vehicle that they want. Now I don't get a, I haven't had a ton of requests, but it always says like huge ass van or it doesn't say huge <laughs> ass, but you know what I mean? Like Twitter van or something like that. And even though I'm can take them. So that's, I think that may turn a lot of people off too and not to accept it. Well, that's, that's just a, that's just a problem that they have that I don't know if they've corrected. I, at least on mine, I think it is corrected. I don't really see that anymore, but they, their whole thing has been, if you get it, it fits in your car. Then it should say that. Then. Exactly. Because sometimes it says pickup truck or larger, or it'll say sprinter van or larger, and it's coming to you, and you're like, well, I don't have a sprinter van. And I'd and hate so to like, drive there and get it, and then they're like, oh, yeah, that's not going to fit. And well, I've, gotten, I've gotten pretty close before where I'm like, it fits, but like just, just barely. I've seen, I've, I've seen car. Well, this one I've just seen. I, I, I didn't get it because I didn't pick it out, but it says car or larger. I don't know if you guys can see it. Well, no, probably can't wait. No, it's out of okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. focus. Right. Yeah, car. So, no, well, know. so that yeah, exactly. Like that's what Jason's saying, and it used to do that. Like it would, it it might come through to you, Hannibal, as Sprinter van or bigger, and you would look at it and go, "Well, I can't take that." But really, yes, if it's coming through to you, it will fit in your car. 
It's oh, yeah, some... but, but fit in your car is a wide variation. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can fit a lot in my car. Doesn't mean I'm going to. I think we've all. 10 gallons of paint in my car. Am I going to? No. I think we all have learned this with Rody, if not directly, ind- indirectly through other people who have done, had this same problem with Rody. You get somewhere and it doesn't fit. Well, it's also a weight issue too, right? If you, I, I probably could fit ten five-gallon buckets of paint in my car, but ooh, man, you know, it's gonna weigh down. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's an SUV, but still, do I want that weight in there? That's well, about your gas so, gas economy. Well, yeah, that's they, a, you know that was the thing is forced fields. We talked about this before. Why don't they have forced fields that say what is the weight? What are the dimensions? Because some people put them real nicely too. Like I'll get some orders that are very specific. Here's the dimensions. Here's the weight. Here's what you're picking up. Yeah, they I sent mean, me one that was like 350 pounds. Holy crap! I ain't putting that in my car. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, man, cool. I've I've had rideshare oh, rides yeah. from the airport with 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I've probably <laughs> toppled out on that. Even you know, it's I don't know. Um, Steve. <laughs> Steve well, hey, for, up his vehicles. Well, no, I have an SUV. I mean, if if I go to the airport, and some people are flying in, and they're all big people. I mean, that can add up real quick. Uh, yeah, but that's like distributed, uh, you know, across your car, <laughs> not one solid piece in one location. That's a good point. Right? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Still though. <laughs> um. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Mort. Uh, what is this? Pia, Bud Soda. I think Roy wants to join, too. Just gigging. Uh, uh, there he said, Mort. What's up, Faith? What's up, Marissa? What's up, Hannibal? Hi, Hannibal. What's up? <laughs> what's up, Thomas? 20 minutes into the show. What's up, Roy? What's up, Flex? <laughs> and... Uh, What's up, Crispy? Um, so I guess the biggest story, and it kind of maybe will base around a couple of the other things I have on here, is that uh, what happened today with, um, and it kind of relates to what happened in Washington State that we were talking about just a few weeks ago about uh, Uber and Yellow Cab. Did you guys all see this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this has been going on for a while, and Uber and Yellow Cab have finally merged in, in New York City. Well, yes, they, they, did. Did, they didn't merge. Well, it, well not merged. Through the app, you will be able right. to order. You will be able to like order Yellow Cab yeah, they, yeah, in about partnered. a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. However, this involved the rideshare drivers, Uber, and again, the Teamsters, which goes back to that Washington thing that we talked about. That Why are the Teamsters involved here and why aren't they getting anything? Well, I mean, clearly this is what we were talking about, and this is what they're getting. They're getting a piece of Uber, oddly. You know, these these guys have hated each other, but this is not, to me, this is not a good sign. I think that, you know, it's, a, again, just, I mean, it takes away from rideshare, and, it and it's taking away from these medallion holders who spent a million dollars on a medallion. Mm-hmm. Well, did you also read that article, though, that the taxi drivers will get a 100% of upfront information, including pickup, drop-off, how much it's paying, 
all that as well. Hmm. Don't but, they have to do that in New York Cannibal? I'm, they're supposed to do it in a lot of places, but they don't. Yeah, I'm wait, not but sure. Gary, but Gary's talking about for the for the cabs. For, yeah, the the cabs, the cabs. Whenever they get like when their request comes through to the cab, they're gonna get the pickup, the drop off, how much it's wow. gonna pay. Um, you know, all that stuff that normal drivers don't get, like on Uber, you have to, in order to get the pickup and drop off or the drop off location and some of the pay, you have to be a certain tier Gotcha. for mm. the ride share. And, That's but true. taxi drivers are going to get all the information up front. They're also not being penalized for unassigning the rides. That's Sweet gig. So yeah. how will that work? So, so, I mean, are you so you're still going to be able to hail in New York City, right, Hannibal? I'm imagining they can't take that away. Well, yeah, I, I'm looking through. I'm looking through it a little bit right now. It seems like the the I don't know if it's just a, a the sign of the times that everyone is just a little desperate. Like the yellow cabs have been desperate, and now Uber, where they're not getting as many riders, so like they both like these two desperate kind of entities came together. Um, but it's, it seems like if you are if you are running a yellow taxi, you are benefiting from the well, merger. of course. I mean, um, to be on, to be honest, we've always wondered. I mean, yellow cab got screwed, not just New York, around the country because they didn't have a universal app. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did not. If you flew to Phoenix, you couldn't just open your app like Uber. You have to call. So you have app. from your city. You'd have to download Phoenix Yellow Cab. Yeah, and but, so they they the never got on that, that universal program, and so this is that's all Uber's providing them is is the customer database. But but why would you work with this the company that tried to basically take over your livelihood, like just to push you out completely? Exactly. Yeah. And now let's all group together and let's all work together. So it just seems like it's a sign of desperation, and I don't know if it necessarily will on help both sides. Uber drivers, yeah. So, I mean, I, I read a, it's it's in every. I mean, if you pull up, if you if you Google search Uber today and go to news, it's the only article you'll pretty much see. Um, well, the headline's misleading though. Too, it says to combat driver shortage. There's not a shortage. <laughs> which which yeah. one are you are you which article are you looking at? Uh, well, I read it earlier. Let's see. Because I mean, it, it, it's in everything. It's in TechCrunch, yeah. New York Times. Morton McFly's asking agile. a really good question in chat. He said, do the Teamsters represent cab yes. drivers? So they do? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, that's the, what happened the, up in... This is uh, what the Times says. The Times says Uber hit driver shortages, and that's why they're doing this. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they all read a little bit different, yeah. but to be honest, they all have that same tone at the end where it's like, you know, hey... We tore down the the yellow cabs, destroyed their livelihoods with these medallions, <laughs> and now we're coming in and, and like bailing them out while we're failing too. That's kind of how I read these articles. Some of them didn't read like we're we're short of drivers. It read like these both both of these entities are having so much trouble coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. They just can't. They just and can't make with anybody. Manhattan, right? Like that does this one island where there's so many cabs and whatever. Like it seems like it that is a big deal for the people who live there. They need the cabs to go because you can't really drive. You could drive your car, but it's, it's basically worthless. Like you're just wasting right. time. So this is this concentrated for this area where you need a lot of these cabs for people to move around. 
But don't you think that this is going to, that same decision we talked about in Washington, this is going to, I mean, we were all baffled. Why are the Teamsters in this and why are they getting nothing? This, this is I very short-term. My guess is right term now. Thing, but long-term, they may realize they're putting more trouble or they're going to get more trouble later on when Uber may not need them anymore. Oh, right? that's exactly how I see it, is that once Uber doesn't need them, they're going to drop them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I don't know. It's just so weird. Like I feel like they were trying to get like rid of them forever, and now it's mm. like, oh, come on, come let's on, let's hang out, let's be friends, and let's yeah. partner, and let's see what it goes. And I don't know. It's it's very strange. I think it always goes down to the PR stunt thing. That it's honestly that they're trying to bring everybody onto the Uber app, and then once they do pull the rug out from under the cabbies, all the people who were using cabs that now know about, I mean, even though they already know about the app, but now have the app to get cabs to say, you know what, I'll just get an Uber. Mm-hmm. Well, you I mean, know? that's what most people, that's what normal people do anyways. Oh, I'm just going to order an Uber. Right, yeah, but like, like Hannibal I, I was saying, in New York, it's a little bit different, you know. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I, would, I would agree with um, Gary. W- one of the positive things about Uber, especially when Uber first came, um, especially in New York City, there's a lot of issues of hailing a cab. Particularly if you looked a certain way, <laughs> you, you, know, you, you a cab may not come to you, a yellow cab. But the Uber you prepaid, there was at least this this relationship where you know you will get picked up and whatever. But uh, you know, is it a problem now? I would, don't think so. But back then, I think that's one of the biggest problems with the yellow cab, where a lot of people were upset that they weren't getting the cab to stop for them. Wow. They went going to certain neighborhoods, stuff like that. And Uber kind of came in, and you know, obviously, you guys are familiar. So. Uh, you know, I, I still think this is a short-term, I guess, fix. If you're a yellow cab driver, you're like like I, all the benefits you're getting, the transparency you're getting. But if I was a rideshare driver here, I'll be kind of annoyed. Like, how, how why they get to get this extra stuff going for them, but not for right. me? Why can they cancel? Why are they seeing I'm, everything up front? Why? I mean, yeah. you're gonna have like, and that's the thing. You're gonna have that battle of like. Well, the, we're, we're the cabs, we're independent contractors, and you have the other people going, well, we're Ubers and we're independent contractors. <laughs> and that whole story is going to come up again, that whole mess. I, I mean, it, it, it comes down to who do you have to fight for you? That's literally what this deal comes down to. Teamsters, of course, fight for the cab companies. They're, they're also unionized, aren't they, some of them? Please the, yeah, the yeah. cab companies—they're—they're they're unionized, so oh yeah, yeah, they—they yeah, they have this whole big entity that can fight for them compared to the random, you know, people that work hour here, two hours there, because I mean, as we all know, is yeah, we're independent contractors, but it was 85, 90 percent of us do it part time, right? Com- compared to cabs, are 100 percent of the time always. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Pia. Hopefully, we will get to this in a few minutes. Um. So, uh, and then another. Oh, I did. I did want to bring this up too. Remember, we were talking about the the temporary fuel surcharge of fifty five forty five cents. Was that really worth it? Okay. Well, why are the electric vehicles getting it too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good point. That is a very good point. (laughs) I mean, seriously. That's the whole point that you have an electric vehicle. Why would you need the fuel surcharge? It's like the opera meme. You get a 55 cent surcharge. You get <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but that seems really, really weird. They're trying I, to. I be, think it was just easier to implement. Yeah. Just to give it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, I don't think I mean, they know how to pick it apart. Yeah, I but mean, still, it's that's not very a... hard to separate that. Like, especially as quickly as they tried to roll that out, it's very right. hard to. Okay, well, let's code this and let's code that, and they probably would have broke the whole back end trying to do that. Right. They do anyways. <laughs> the small yeah. little I mean, but let's be real. DoorDash is, I mean, what is it? 500 miles, you get 15 bucks? Well, 700 something. <laughs> no, that's that's what I was going to mention. So, I mean, I actually was just, I know this has been out for a minute, but I was just looking into this DoorDash cast rewards program and I didn't know it was this bad. Um, are you, you, are you really what, surprised though, Steve? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of, yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad. Like you got to do a hundred plus uh, miles to get a five dollar reward, and two hundred and fifty plus to get fifteen. It's two twenty. I think it's two twenty five. Two twenty five to get fifteen. But still, that just doesn't seem like. Again, these just don't seem like real anything fixes. It just seems like breadcrumbs. It is. I don't know. I, you know, I. I said this, uh, whatever, a couple days ago that, you know, I think it's good for part-time drivers who are out here getting a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. And, you know, they have an incentive to drive more for someone who's doing this full-time. doesn't matter how many miles you put on your car, you're still going to get $15, which is like cents to what we do on a weekly basis. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I just... The forty-five cents, the fifty-five cents, those don't make sense to me. This five-dollar reward over a hundred, these again, these just seem like you, you know, you. These need to be well, big. I'm not gonna say bigger or smaller because, like I said before, like I, I honestly don't think they should even exist. Um, because this is just, and this is my point here, is that these look so crappy. It's like, and if you're not gonna really do anything, don't do anything at all. Yeah, I you think know. DoorDash's hook to all of this was sign up for the Dasher Direct card because mm-hmm. then you get 10% off. And let's see how many drivers can we get to sign up for our Dasher Direct card because that's the bigger payout opposed to the rewards, which is like so minuscule. So I think that was their hook to get people signed up for as many Dasher Direct cards as possible. But the problem with that is pushed it, pushed it all throughout the press, right? It was like everywhere all over the press, like. Dasher, you know, DoorDash helping people with gas. Yeah, but that card fails all the time. I've seen in the last couple of weeks, people haven't been able to cash out of that thing. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to get a card through DoorDash. They cannot be trusted. Same here. <laughs> any any gig company, they've all offered them. I've never taken one because every week I see the same thing. My get my Dasher Direct card is not working, or my what is the Uber car or. Uh, they actually sent me one for Lyft, the, the Lyft business debit card, you know, and the DoorDash app. Well, yeah, I mean, they all have them and they're all trash. I mean, like the Lyft one is through who is this one through Pay Payfair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like every other day they're having maintenance and you can't even use the card. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Yeah. I think uh, Payfair is um, the one I Dash Direct is through as well. Well, let's see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else does the Dasher card do? That's it's a, a debit card. It's it's a, it's <laughs> like a Mastercard. I mean, <laughs> not supposed to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, it has magical powers. No, no they all they all offer reward. <laughs> I I use the Flex debit card, and they give me a quite a bit of cash back. I have not had an issue with it, but only my Flex 
uh, money goes into that. So that's the only one I've used just due to the fact that they were giving me like four, four or 5% back on gas. But most of them offer a reward, like just like any kind of credit card, even right. though it's not a credit card, you know, you get a little bit off at amazon.com. You get, you know, I was more wondering if there's like tiers and at a certain, any kind there of thing for- they're like, they're adding like, even more money like hey you did this many dashes Here's there is the for the amazon one i'm not sure on the other ones because i don't have them yeah i, I don't think, think there is for door. i was trying to look but they do have sort of 10 percent cash back on gas until april 30th so i guess that ain't that ain't the worst mm-hmm. right now but isn't that this isn't that same as the rewards uh, what do you mean well, I mean, like, okay, so the hundred miles you get five dollar reward. I mean, like, you're what well, you're getting ten percent back at the time of purchase plus the reward. Yes. Yes, you're double dipping. Okay. So again, why don't they just make that simpler and just call it what it is and make it? Because they a want someone part. to take the crappy orders. That's why. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> they want you to work for it. I, I love how John just puts it black and white real quick. <laughs> oh, let's just shut nope. that down. There's no feelings when it comes to money. Um, there was another article too on that uh, DoorDash is uh, leaving the burden of drivers' earnings on the customer now. That they they absolutely know, especially in many markets, that the two dollar or two twenty five or whatever the market is. Uh, uh, core core charge per ride relies on at least that in a tip to even make. I mean, it's 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 crazy. They they basically are saying that you know if you're not tipping, they now understand that the drivers can't make a living off it. They now um, understand. Well, well I, right, I, I exactly. Seen, I seen someone post that like previously. I think DoorDash used to take like what like 9% or something like that service fee. And uh, I seen a post, it was 16% now. Mm. I don't know. It's it, to me, it's like, why, you know, again, if these companies are operating at that level, it's like if, 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 if DoorDash operates at giving you a core pay of $4 or at two, and they don't make money either way, and somehow they can scramble their numbers together to still stay afloat, why on earth is it down to $2? I mean, at some point, people will just, and we've said this before, but we'll just give up. I know that DoorDash is around to stay like Uber. However, I mean, like some some changes need to be made here. I mean, there's, there's uh, the I don't know if you guys saw the District of Columbia Carl Racine Grubhub lawsuit. There's like seven claims against uh, Grubhub for misleading fees and unethical business practices. For Grubhub? Yep. Interesting. Um, Yeah. They, it was like they're, they're, they're charging different amounts for menu items. They're, they're delivering from restaurants that aren't part of the program. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Um, And they're now being fined 250 per, for, per incident, Damn. so if if it's, so if they do a hundred deliveries from a restaurant in a night, that's twenty or that's you know twenty five thousand dollars. But um, didn't didn't DoorDash and Uber Eats already get sued for this exact same thing? 
Well, uh, okay. Well, now, now DoorDash and Uber Eats have seventy-five percent of the market share, though, in the right. food space, and so like Grubhub's already little brother, and they're just getting taken to the cleaners right now. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like Uber, Uber Eats, and DoorDash have already been sued by them, so now they're going down to the next one. I will. I will say this. I feel like every time they lower the base pay, like this, the the lower the service of DoorDashers or Uber Eats people come out. And then the service just comes crap, and then the tips become lower. So I feel like it's yep. like a vicious cycle. You keep lowering it, service goes down, drivers go down, the quality goes down, like everything just kind of keep. It's like a vicious cycle over and over again. Yeah. So I got the wrong food two days ago. I ordered ramen. They came back with cinnabon. And my dumbass gave the cinnabon back to the driver. Gave it, I was going to say back to the driver. He took the he took the bag. He's eating cinnamon. I have no ramen. I had to reorder it. it, it just I was so gonna good. say, I hope it wasn't lo mein. <laughs> I was, you know, I was wow. like, why did I give the guy back the cinnamon? I should like, hey, I'm taking this cinnamon and I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get my ramen too. It's like, oh. yeah, that was like two days ago. Yeah. Have you guys tried ordering on Grubhub recently? I don't think I. I, yeah, I was trying that, to remember if I've even used Grubhub. I ordered it yesterday on it. Yeah, that's the only did, platform I use did, because it didn't. I I had to pay. You mm. notice that they overcharge you compared to DoorDash and Uber Eats. I don't order enough to notice, but I did know that my driver was double dipping today because I watched him drop one off before <laughs> me. So he was definitely multi apping, and my Panda Express usually is like really hot, but it was like lukewarm when I got it. But whatever. I mean, I deep. Bad service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. Did you tip, Jason? Did you really tip? I did tip. I took twenty five percent. So okay, I was gonna two fifty. So <laughs> I got. So, so I got to ask this. I mean, like across the board on the on the food platforms, are you guys seeing volume going down? Mm-hmm. No, not at no. all. No, no, I, I don't see. I don't see volume going down. Like I still get, you know couple hundred orders a day sent to me they're just trash right yep no volume volume is not a problem here in grand rapids yeah i mean i i I wonder how much longer that i I don't know i i'm starting to if they don't start using these weeding out methods to get some of these dashers off though it's just going to be nothing Bud Soda had a good comment. He isn't using his Grubhub bags. Yeah, I bet he he didn't have it in a bag. I So if I have a one-off, if I just have one order and it's close, I don't bag it. But if I ever get a multi-order, I always bag that's the one that's going to be second just because I know it's going to take a little longer. What do you got, one bag? I, bag I have like 19 <laughs> bags. I got a lot of bags, but I, I used to bag every time. But. He's got to prioritize which one gets the bag. Like, put yeah, them all in a bag. I bag everything just because I feel like it's part of the service that you know I, I still look at it as we're in the service industry and maybe it's because i come from customer service but like i feel like it's just part of the service you put food in the bag because it keeps it warm and you get to the customer's house it's warm and hopefully if it's uber maybe they tip more maybe they don't but you know it's still part of the service process yeah jason this is All right. I, I'm, I, I have, <laughs> in my trunk i have a big catering bag and and it has a divider down the middle so I literally just pop well, my truck and drop fancy. it in there. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I I I agree with Kim. I think bag everything just because mm-hmm. it's yeah, perfect. But I mean, <laughs> if it's but if it's but if, I mean, I guess if it's you know if it's one. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's like if Jason knows it's just one person ordering food. I mean, like 
You have to carry the bag. I mean, are you talking about carrying the bag up to the door too, or just the organization to your car? No, I, I just... Pers- in a car. I personally put it in the car in bags. I'll be right. honest, I'm a huge clut. I'm a huge clut sometimes. So if I bring a bag and go up the stairs sometimes, I'm not so gl- <laughs> not so glamorous. So like I usually take it from the bag and put it, you know, to the customer's house without the bag. But it's nice and toasty and warm until no, they get see, it to wh- the door. Yeah, you might as well bring the bag up there though. Then the customer can see you actually had it in a bag because they're gonna think you didn't have it in there. So you feel no. good that it's nice and warm, but they're gonna be like, that piece of shit didn't even have it in a bag. Yeah, I, I, I do the performance too. I, I like taking it out the bag to hand the person. It, it looks nicer. Now I do that with pizza. With the pizza orders, I, I definitely carry the bag the whole time because it's easier. I, I was gonna say I will say this: if it's True. a hand it to me customer, I'll bring the bag with me because I feel like it's that face to face interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. with what we do, like everything is leave at door or it's contactless. Like we're missing the whole human interaction. So I feel like that's where it's lost in translation half the time because we don't have that human connection and human interaction. We're taking the faith that we're just putting it on someone's door and walking away and praying to God it's, you know, hot. So as a driver, I know I do everything I possibly can to make sure that they get it the way that they're supposed to get it, which is nice and warm. And, you know, it's part of, to me, it's just part of customer service. And I feel like there, and we all know that there are drivers out there that yeah, throw Jason. their food in their, their side door <laughs> and go, here you go, and don't really even care that that's how they're delivering it to their, to their house. Right. Oh, disrespectful. Over <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh. <laughs> that was Justin Timberlake in auto tune. <laughs> do you guys all do you guys all fill your customers' cups too? Yeah, I do. Oh, I definitely do oh, that. Boy. Oh, oh here we go, Cam. Oh, it was just a rant. Low blow, man. I actually, I would. I agree. I do with too. You, yeah, I don't care. The deal. I don't care. We do, but we shouldn't do it. It's not sanitary. Yeah. Uh, Here's my thing: Are you going to stand there and argue for, for ten minutes? Are you going to argue for ten minutes with the staff? Yeah. Or yeah. are you just going to get it and go? Get her done. <laughs> I, I mean, see, I see it as what gets me in and out orders, of there the quickest. Yeah, if you're not Thank taking you. low-paying orders, just <laughs> fill it and leave is how I feel. Now, yeah. I mean, if you're taking like a 325, yeah, I'd definitely argue with somebody because I don't care if that food's cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, I actually have a question for the panel. So with the point that I was making earlier with Grubhub, charging a little bit more compared to DoorDash and Grubhub, they basically have a business model where the, whether or not the customer tips, because I see a lot of $1 tips on Grubhub, I think they – they base their pay model on whether or not the, the customer tips or not. So do you think DoorDash and Uber Eats could kind of do the same thing or, or is Grubhub in the wrong for doing that? Well, Grubhub is on their way out. So, mm. right. I mean, I don't know if it's based on that model, but. So you're saying that they pay the driver less if the customer tips more. Is that what you're saying? No, the other way around. Basically they, um, they, they, I don't want to say guarantee, but like you see a lot of orders for nine, ten dollars base pay that you know, and the customers could be it's because the customer overpaid compared to DoorDash and Uber Eats. Whereas you see a lot of two, three dollar orders on DoorDash and Uber Eats where the customer didn't tip. Well, so I, just, I just assume when they're that high, they've been sitting there for a while because there's times where you know, even on DoorDash, we just see an eight, nine dollar one and you'll deliver it and there's no tip. It takes a while though, but like when, when the orders come in on Grubhub, it'll be eight or nine dollars, and the customer had just placed it, and there usually mm-hmm. be like one dollar tip. So Grubhub pays the bulk of the base pay, whereas DoorDash Uber Eats, if the customer doesn't tip, or if they tip low, then it comes in as three or four dollars to begin with. Interesting. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, Grubhub in my market used to be, they were the first tier and they used to be balling, but now I barely get anything from them. So, But look at it, even you and Gary both just said that that's what you use um, when you order. Yeah, I've I, had I the best Grubhub. service off of Grubhub. I don't know why. I mean, it's not about the fees. They all take you Until over. Until yesterday <laughs> or today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that no, was... His food was still warm. It you know, was. He, he ordered Chinese anyways. That stuff comes in like 1,000 degrees. So 500 degrees is still warm. I mean, it wasn't. What, what do y'all tell me? Wherever you go get Chinese, you get it there. You bring it all the way home. No bag in your own car. You get home. You still got to let it cool for 10 minutes. <laughs> I do. I just burn my mouth. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, just, I start eating, and then the roof of my mouth burns or my tongue yeah. or something. <laughs> and you know it's a bad idea too, and you still do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can see the hot grease coming off the egg roll, and you still bite into it. Yeah, those egg roll are the worst. But yeah, Grub, Grubhub is always best for whenever I order. I believe because. Like first off, it, it's always accepted immediately because they can see how much I'm paying. Yep. You know, uh, I don't think I've ever had them deliver another order of mine. I tip more than twenty five percent though. So. I mean, how much am I going to tip? I mean, it was not. It was Stop nine, being cheap, Jason. It was a nine dollar <laughs> order. I paid like twenty dollars with all the fees and the tip. I mean, geez. I don't. I, yeah, I, Jason. I, I tip drivers really well just because I am a driver. And so whenever I do order, I tip them really well. You know, slammed on the show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can invite me to your show. I'll do it to your show too. (laughs) I just feel like I feel like with what we're in, like you know, we'll leave at door ever go. Like I feel like if we get rid of leave at door, half of our problems will just go away. Like the human interaction will be back, customer service will be back. The drivers who really don't care have to actually interact with customers. I just think it it all goes it all goes away. I know. And I think tips there. would be higher on Uber Eats. Tips too. will be higher. Drivers will be happier. Like I feel like it just solves a whole bunch of problems that we face as drivers every single day. I agree. I would like to eliminate contactless deliveries. Right? I would. I don't like it. It's during annoying. during the pandemic, the United Kingdom, London didn't didn't even ever have not you had you had to hand it to him you still had to do that through the whole pandemic mm-hmm. there wasn't leave it on the ground in the dirt yeah how you many know? contract violations will go away just because you're handing it to somebody there's no more i didn't get i didn't get my order like it, all, it just all goes away problems True. just get solved yeah. david was gonna say something but we all got big mics so we talked <laughs> <about it>. <laughs> <laughs> What were you gonna say, David? No, I don't. I don't even remember. He <laughs> forgot. He forgot. <laughs> the big mic scared him away. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, <laughs> so this this uh, this is kind of uh, this is kind of the bring around for this tonight is that with unethical unethical business practices on the table with Grubhub, we've already seen it with DoorDash, all these others. What not? I mean, is there any ethical? standpoint anymore for the drivers i mean i know gary with your apps it's it's filtering um people have had their issues with para because they say that it's cheating but these companies are coming out of the gate cheating they always have but now they're being sued left right i mean everywhere what what is what is okay where is the ethical line 
my standard is I have my own. We talked about this, but I mean, like, I'm just starting to think it's pretty generic now with these things starting to get crunched down more and more to the point where no drivers can be paid anything unless you're fishing for, I mean, it's just so sad that everybody on DoorDash, for example, has a 1% acceptance rate. That's a really sad thing. I don't know. I think it is. I think it's very sad that like you have to sit there all day and go, nope, 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 before you can take one or two. Well, I'm you know? 8%, so I'm not too far behind. So, <laughs> Right. So, I mean, exactly. But, I mean, so it's the good drivers who are in that lower lower than 10%. And then the new drivers, just like with Rideshare used to be, are up in the 80s, 90s for a while till somebody slaps them around and says, hey, what are you doing? Why are you taking all these? You're not making any money. This is what, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I feel like when the new drivers come in, the more drivers take <laughs> these low ball, no tip orders, the more these companies are going to be like, oh, it's okay. We're still going to give it to the drivers because people are taking these orders and they're going to say, okay, we're going to still hand them and we're still going to give them out because people are taking them and they're kind of ruining it for the rest of the drivers out there that are trying to actually get the good orders and trying to make a living it's it's the same for the Good customer goal. too they're like oh this guy took the order without tipping i'm just right. gonna keep not doing this same yeah, thing it's, it gives like the wrong message all the way across it's bad for the driver because <laughs> who's going to take a two dollar and 75 cent order except the newbie driver and for the driver i mean the customer to your point jason you know it, hey i can i got my i got my food for no tip i'm going to continue to do this because it still came to be in, in you know the time frame that i want to so i'll keep doing it as long as i keep getting my food well i told steve uh, i think it was last week that i don't think the orders will go away but I think people that used it will stop tipping just like, we've, yeah, or tip less like we've seen on rideshare. But I mean, but that's, I mean, that's one of the things is that, I mean, DoorDash admittedly is like, there's an article out on DoorDash putting the burden of driver's earnings on the customer knowing so I see this being another lawsuit. Well, because the they now is, said that they know gonna, this. That's going to be a little bit tougher lawsuit, I think, for them, though, because they're a pass-through company, is what they say. They connect us to customers. That's their whole motto. Right. So they're going to argue, well, the customer would pay more because, you know, direct customers, kind of like Uber does. Well, this is kind of part of the thing that John and I talked about earlier this week. We were talking about Prop 22. You know, out in California where he is, and Prop Twenty Two makes up what approximately ten percent of your of your income, right? Yeah, more or less. So, I mean, that's that's admitting that we don't pay people well enough. Here's the makeup for it, and that's just for active time. So, I, yeah, I'm, but but okay. To be fair about that, though. Some driver, I'm not saying John, but some of those drivers purposely take longer. Oh yeah. Oh, like, I'm not. Like, you, like, you know me. I'm I not, wait until the food gets cold. I'm not for <laughs> AB five, and I'm not for Prop twenty two because I don't. I think it was too much wasted money, and it will hurt the drivers in the end. But let's face it, drive. I mean, experienced drivers, they're smart. <laughs> I like to think we're all smart that we know. Uh, what a good order is, what good order, any, I mean, John, in your case here in California, you kind of know, you know, what orders are going to give you the most amount of money. Like, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like we're, we're smart. And sometimes they think that we're not, and we're like, no, 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 <laughs> we're on to you. 
Uh, bad customers are going to be bad customers. It, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. If they don't want to pay, they're not. They're not going to pay. Yeah. So, uh, it's a lot of people think that there's some secret to doing gig work. There's really not. Just accept yeah. what you're comfortable accepting. Yeah, I think drivers are always looking for the cheat around, trying to get the most amount of money, opposed to just taking orders and taking good orders. I, th- I think that's just, you know weeding through the bad to get to the good, and not looking for the workaround and just take just take the good orders. Like that's what it, it's really not that complicated. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're still gonna have you're still gonna have select drivers that extreme cherry pick, which they can do. They're independent contractors; it's their mm-hmm. money. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I've seen breakdown of data and I've seen drivers that will sit around for a whole hour waiting on an order and they make the same amount as someone that continuously takes orders. And they both come out about the same as far as money. The only difference that they come out is wear and tear on vehicles. Right. So when, when I had Ron on here, he's, he's top dasher here in, uh, in Denver and he he only was doing this to test it out and he takes everything right now he, he used to cherry pick like nobody's business but he he's been taking everything and he told me that the earnings are actually less and that's not even counting in the difference in gas just the earnings overall if he even without gas in the equation he was making less taking every order so if you're I mean proof that if you're not cherry picking you're going to get screwed Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, to me, if I had one of these companies, I understand you want to flood the market. You want to have as many drivers out there as possible. But at the same time, man, like we've talked about, I don't want the scumbags delivering my food. I don't want my food sitting in your dirty laundry. Yeah. I don't want this, that I don't want it sitting on your dirty floor behind your seat. Yeah, you know, geez. it's, yeah, it's all about customer service. I'm telling you, it's full full circle to customer service. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the people with the lowest acceptance are the best drivers. You know, they're the ones who are going to like bring any kind of pride or like really deserve a tip. I mean, I don't want cold food. Somebody who's lazy in their pajamas, you know, coming up to my door. I don't know. Looking I don't back. care what the hell you wear. If it's hot, you can come up nude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not dating yeah, no. you. I'm just uh, Jason. Me. Jason says that at the moment until he where, gets somebody where, like John walking up in a thong. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm never using Grubhub again. No, he's got to pay for that. <laughs> so, so I, I got, I got to ask because I mean, like, I mean, right now I, I don't see how, you know, even if you're a very experienced, I don't see how like everybody, like I see Bud Soda said he's using Maximo and driver utility helper. I don't know if he always was. Um, he was not. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> but I mean like, okay. So perfect example though. He, he wasn't, he's, he's been doing, I mean, Bud Soda works way too much. We all know this yep. way too many hours. He's, he's, I mean, nothing, nothing bad on him. He's one of the hardest workers out there doing this, but he's, he's killing himself. <laughs> he's, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've all, said it, though, we've all said it directly to him. So it's yeah. not, a, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to take these breaks and if, if you don't, they're going to creep up on you and get you. I mean, I, I get it though. He's going for what is a hundred K this year 100K. as a gig worker. Wow. That is great. You know, yeah. yeah, you might have to put in hours, but I mean, you got to think that's a hundred thousand dollars. If he can do it, that is awesome. 
Right, yeah. but what but I mean like what what time or how much of your life has been taken off? Well, that's up to stress him. staying yeah. up 20 hours a day, well, drinking drinking he, monsters I, like you guys but doing it every hour. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, we all do uh, Okay, first off, most people they're awake for 16 hours a day plus. Right. Majority of people. He just chooses to make money during those 16 hours. I know. I'm just saying that if you, as somebody who's had a salaried job where I have worked 15 hours a day under a salary, which is even worse, that when you do that, by the end of a year, you've aged three years. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm just, I'm not talking about like your lifespan or your health, but a little bit, maybe. I mean, like, you know, if you're living on monsters and driving around 16 hours a day, I would assume you're you're not doing very much for your body very good. Well, I, it depends. Your, your health, like, or, like before before there was electronic logs, I was a truck driver, and I I drove 15 hours a day, every single day, all year round. Did you drink monsters? <laughs> no, not at that time. No, actually, I didn't at that time. I actually drank a lot of water. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that your body does adapt to it. As long as you're still getting sleep, you know, I think they say six hours of sleep a night's all you need. So as long as you're still getting sleep, you can function great. You know, it's just he's choosing to money and get out of debt. You know, I I will take a hundred grand a year just to work more. If if it if it if that first year got me out of debt doing that, I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, guess what? I can scale back to seventy five thousand. You know, I, I guess I'm just you know I don't I don't ever mind working hard. I just I can't see not taking a day off here or there. I can't see not having some time with my son, my life, something. I mean, you gotta. Even if it's one day, even if it's a half day, whatever, you got to take some time in your life. Well, yeah, yeah. you got you got this do stuff. I mean, this stuff will creep up on you. It'll be like, hey, yeah, I'm killing, I'm crushing, I'm crushing it. And all of a sudden, it's just gonna you're gonna bottom out. I, I'm gonna have to agree with Steve here because um, when I when I did was when I worked for a year straight with three jobs and doing gig delivery, I was I was burnt out and I was drinking monsters. I worked seven days a week, three jobs, including gig delivery. And, Honestly, like since then, I have recovered, but not 100%. So I, I have to agree with Steve. I don't think you can fully recover from doing something like that. Yeah, I just, I think it burns. I mean, it burns down to your soul, even. I mean, you just, you start to just, maybe I'm older than everybody. <laughs> maybe That's I'm starting true. to feel old. Yeah, I, I do know. think you are old. Though. You are the oldest. <laughs> Jason, Jason, yeah, you're Jason. Far behind me. I'm 46. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, Steve, I think you're only a couple of years older, I think, than I am. I think. I think we're close to the same age. That's right. Can make him feel old. I'm, <laughs> I'm, tur- I'm turning fifty this year. Okay. No, I'm, I'm a little. Older. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a day younger. <laughs> oh, so I have a I have a question. Who gets asked this question more? Can you still get deactivated for using Para? And oh is there an iOS app for? All your apps. <laughs> who gets, who gets the question more? <laughs> I, I I don't know how many times David gets this question, but uh, I I definitely get probably eight nine emails a day. Oh. Wow, a day Damn. asking for an iOS version. 
Oh my gosh. People yeah. just get an Android phone. Like, like it, yeah. it's, it's so much that I I've already got the ticket, like, uh, you know, um, Zendesk, you know, we can create copy paste tickets. Like it's already there. I just send it. <laughs> like, just, just respond with Android is the master race. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just saw this comment, which is kind of strange because uh, earlier this person was oh, asking, oh was asking, asking there you go. Yeah, yeah, was asking when the update was coming out, and now you're saying you don't use it. <laughs> so, but David, I wanted to pop to you on this. I, I, I absolutely wanted to hit this. So, like, with all this going on and all the scrutiny of these unethical business practices, where is this is this why Para is kind of reappearing? Is because these companies have no ethics anymore, and really, that fight is kind of over. Yeah, I think it's really simple. At the end of the day, is people want to be able to make an informed decision, right? Uh, and I think this excuse. I, I understand cherry picking, but how I've always viewed this is at the end of the day, uh, you know. Cherry picking is an excuse to hide information from people. You should just make the bad trips better, right? And if uh, bad trips are bad uh, and DoorDash or another company chooses to take those, uh, that's a business decision for that company, right? So, like, you know, they want to allow people to pay for lower trips so that they can get more volume, in which case if it's their business decision, uh, they should pay for it, really. Uh, so that's sort of uh, just really how uh, – I think about it. Uh, what's sort of a 100k a year is 174 dollars. Actually, seems realistic. I mean, if you work yeah, 365 days straight. See, exactly. But before you move on there, David, I want to say that uh, they could combat their bad order loss. You know, if they know somebody's sending in something without a tip and it's going far. They could not send it to the restaurant until somebody accepts it. Yep. Then, then all they got to do is just pay a little bit of extra money for wait time for that driver. They minimize their whole risk as far as money wise. Ooh, that's interesting. You know, but they choose not to do that. They choose to play games instead, which they spend more money playing games, hiring additional engineers. Um, people from Vegas to figure out how to work drivers. They spend yeah. all these millions. And it, and I've always said, that if I create an app, I'm not sending it on until I know it's a good offer. Because yeah. it's easier to say, oh, sorry, your order didn't get to you. Let me refund that money to you. Guess what? I'm not out any money because nothing yeah. was made. I think it's the, it's the active decision. I think I agree very much with that. It's the active decision to get as much top line volume on their end as possible at all costs. And I agree, right? Hundreds of engineers have gone into building these systems that sort of play games with you. And at the end of the day, actually only, you only need a handful of engineers to solve a lot of these actual problems. You have problems delivering to apartments. Guess what? That's a couple of weeks work for the right person, but they decide, I mean, it's just a priorities, right? We will hire a hundred super high paid people to play games with you rather than to fix actual problems. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of uh, what what they're prioritizing for. Hey guys, I gotta head out. I gotta head out. Thanks for having me on the panel. Thanks, John. Later, John. Appreciate it. See you guys later. So, who yeah, pays well, for those refunds? Does anyone know off off the top of their head? So it, de- when, it depends when... on the store's contracts. Okay. 
because uh, each store, of course, they don't have a cut-dry contract across the board. Every single place has their own contract. You know, McDonald's has their contract. Burger King has their contract. It depends on how the contract's set up, but from wherever I was looking into it, because I was going to do a ghost kitchen, if the refund is due to a store issue, the store pays for it. Okay. You know, so if if they say, oh, uh, I didn't get this item, then the store pays for it. Mm. This food is cold. Well, if it sat at the store for a long time, DoorDash would pay for it. Mm. So let me ask let me ask you a question. So do stores set the parameter of how many miles out that they can deliver to? Because there are some really crazy, <laughs> really crazy orders no, out there that what's, are going what's like crazy. 13, 15 miles and you're like, are you kidding? But then I have a restaurant on the opposite end of my town, like seven miles away, and I freaking can't even get Arby's. So I feel like it's like all over the place and not consistent. And I'm like, really? Kim, isn't it always crazy when you're like, deliver Taco Bell 15 miles when there's one right down the street from you? Right. 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 Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I just like, I don't understand a lot of their logic half the time. And even from like, you know, customer standpoint, like you're expecting a driver to go 15 miles from the restaurant to your house and expect them to still do a $3 tip. It's, it's never getting to your food. I mean, to your house, at least for me, it's never coming to your house from 15 miles away for a $3 tip. So I feel like there's just such a disconnect on what restaurants are far away, closer. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be a balance at some point. Well, see the, the apps control which store you go to. And by the way, I'm a big Bud Soda fan, so go Bud Soda. <laughs> but yeah, the, we all are. The apps control which store you go to. That's why you might go 15 miles for Taco Bell when there's one right down the road. Um, but one interesting thing is, I, I don't know if DoorDash and Uber Eats still do this, but I know Grubhub still does. Some of the stores have a default time that it takes them to get their orders ready. So they might have set their default time like, hey, it takes us 15 minutes to prepare an order. But yet DoorDash is still sending you there three minutes after the order has been accepted by the store. Yeah, like five guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but David, back to the ethical, unethical practices, like is, are you, are you, are you, is, is where Pear is at now kind of it's kind of like almost the same place as it was, but I feel like I feel like these companies don't even have a leg to stand on anymore. <laughs> as far as ethics or getting into court cases or anything, it's like they can't bring up ethics and independent contractorship anymore. That's not really a fight they can have. Yeah, is that I something that I put it, right? Is uh, we are still like you know still doing sort of a. Uh, exposing some information for DoorDash, that's helpful. We have sort of Grubhub that's come out. We have Uber Eats that is in you know closed beta that is happening right now. So I think we have a couple hundred people who are trying that out just to make sure that's good. If anyone's interested in trying out the Uber Eats version, uh, let me know. Uh, but uh, no, I, I've always had this line, right? Which is like, I just wish that uh, the platforms would change and we wouldn't have to do this. I mean, then we'd have to figure out what else we do, right? But really, it's sort of my philosophy that, like, I hope that by doing all this, eventually, be it politically, be it ethically, be it the platform for some reason changing their mind, uh, you know, I hope that we don't have to do what we do, 
right? I think one thing that made me really happy, and I don't know if that had any, anything to do with us at all, but when we launched a Grubhub transparency showing what the mileage was on the trip, a week or two later, they showed it to everybody. Sort of, uh, I'm not sure if that's being rolled back now, at least, but there was suddenly a change that said, okay, we're going to show mileage on all the trips. And that's really where I want to get to, right? This is a right, I feel. So, you know, you know, as to what Para does after that, we'll find out. <laughs> right. right. Well, I know, I know there's a lot of things going on with Para. I'm just starting to wonder if, like, where it was a year ago or last summer, it's just kind of moved beyond that. Like they're just like, look, we have our, we have 5 million lawsuits. We don't have time for anything more. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, these companies are, I mean, you know, I see, I saw some comments earlier from Roy about like, you know, you, you can take them or not take them. Yeah, you can. But I mean, it's like now it's coming up in that big picture view of ethics. Well, I didn't realize that I had this crazy stat the other day that I think lawyer uh, Uber has like 250 to 300 in-house lawyers, right? So, like, I would imagine they have more, but that's, I guess that's, I'm thinking that because it's worldwide. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think like when you talk about ethics, like Uber can't even come, t- come close to touching you guys for when, when it even comes to like tip baiting. Talk about unethical. Like how do you even you know, say that it's unethical for someone to take a tip away from a driver, but yet it's unethical to use these apps. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a very big disconnect and it'd be like, it would, no. Yeah. The, other, the other side too is like, hey, if you, if drivers are independent contractors, we're just taking full advantage of what that means. You can use whatever tool you want to run your business. You should have access to the yeah. underlying data that is also yours and you should have competition for your time, right? Yeah. It's really that simple. And so if you bake a cake, you should eat your own cake. Yeah. Um, are there any uh, updates coming out for any of the apps uh, that are now necessary to work these? These uh, I, I can't even find the right word. <laughs> um, platforms, though, that uh, we should know about. Um, I think the pair is pretty much in place. I, I don't think there's anything updating with Maximo and. Uh, um, DUH, but I think that I think that more people and more people need to learn about these and get them because if this is what you're going to do, I think you almost need these apps now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even it, even those of us who have been doing it for a while, I don't know. Yeah, even oh. the people that bitch about iOS, like seriously, just buy an Android phone. It, it they're super cheap. I mean, I have iOS. I love it. I Android sucks for the most part, but. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if you need it to to make money then you're going to do it right i mean it's you know i paid a hundred dollars for my pixel 4 and and it's fine i pay 20 bucks a month with xfinity mobile so it's like just just do it i mean it's you're going to pay it off in like one month of using the apps correctly with with uh and maximo yeah i mean like i'm i am trying to get on ios i i've had talks with a lot of people about it I, I I am working on a way to be put duh on iOS at least. Um, it, it takes time. Everybody's got to remember. I am a solo developer, so and I have like seven apps that I develop. <laughs> so it, it does take me a little bit more time to do stuff. Uh, I am working on it though. Um, and and I, I don't know if you guys seen this, but there's some states pushing. I, I know in uh, Australia, New Zealand, they just passed these two. 
but you cannot touch your phone while you're driving, even gig work, not even one push. Nah. And and so, you know, DOH and Maximo and stuff, they it does that for you based off your own filters. So if you don't have them, you know, it's it's not oh, just use them because they're convenient. It's it's a safety issue too. Yeah. Gary, I, I think you're slacking I, I agree with that. I always <laughs> What? I said, Gary, I think you're slacking there with those seven apps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why all the monster, right? He needs monster. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I, I have, I, uh, I have like, to work twice as hard as anybody else because I'm by myself. Well, you, you just said you have seven you apps, right? man. You should have only had one or two apps. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, because see, here's what it is. You, like I, I had one or two. I had I had Maximo, and then some people say, "Oh, you know what? I, I need I need Amazon Flex, or, or you know, and then I need Instacart. I need." Uh, DoorDash, I need blah, blah, blah. David knows. He probably gets as many emails a day as I do. Everybody well, always well, wants something. Well, quit being a cheap bitch and hire somebody to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you have to have investors when you hire people, and I don't like answering the people. Oh, that's... I got you on that. You know, I, I don't have to say, oh, you, you know, oh, yeah, okay, we got to do something to get revenue up, you know, because if revenue goes down, well, that's just my pay. I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about some other guy has to support his family, or something like that. That's fair. To me, it's like a huge thing on the safety thing you said earlier. Like for me, I remember uh, when I first started multi app, and I was up in Seattle driving at night in the rain, and I remember thinking, like, if I did this for a couple weeks, I'm gonna kill myself. Basically, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) it's a matter of time before something happens. It is for DoorDash. I mean, with the, the amount of orders you get coming in and declining, I, I wouldn't do it. I just stopped really using DoorDash until I started using those apps. Cause I mean, it was like, it was like seven pushes to get it to decline something. I'm like, not even looking at the road. I'm like, this is some scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I, I'm a multi for true and true. So it is a safety issue. I mean, you get, Uber Eats coming in, you have DoorDash coming in, you have Grubhub coming in, and they're all coming in, and it does happen. They all come in at the same time, and you're like, yeah. nope, nope. And, like, you start to learn how to, like, slide your screens, and but you're like, nope, still yeah. driving. <laughs> but it is a huge safety issue. You get so good at driving and just one-eyeing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the store is too far away. The pay is not high enough. Which one? Just let me click anything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're just over there tapping, you know? Yeah. You know, Steve said Steve said something a couple weeks back. We was talking about Teslas and how much we love the self driving. And see, Tesla, you can do whatever you want with the Tesla while you drive. Yeah, you even get the gas. You even get the gas credit with a Tesla. There you go, win win. Crazy. And in California, before we wrap this up, in California, that four hundred dollars we were talking about now is turning into three hundred dollars monthly. Well, the three hundred dollars monthly is from the feds. Yeah, four hundred dollars is from California. So you'll this actually is just get money to checks. stay in California. That's all it is. No, no, no. The three hundred, <laughs> the three hundred monthly is it's it's nationwide. Really? Yeah, it's from the feds. The four hundred dollars is from California. The three hundred dollars is from the feds. Yeah, I saw I saw an article today about it. There's some lawmakers pushing some some legislation for. It's weird. It's for people who have um, families, like people with multiple kids. I think it's kids two kids or, or more. And I'm, yeah. yeah. No, no, the, the one I read is based. It's based on well, it's based off the same uh, same thing that stimulus checks were based off of. You know, mm-hmm. the income levels. I think it's seventy five for seventy five thousand 
or less for a single and 150 for married or whatever, but it's also capped at two cars. So if you have two oh, cars, you get two checks. Hmm. So if you don't if you don't have a car and you still follow those parameters, you don't get any check. Mm-mm. No, yeah. yeah. I think even though somehow you have to do transportation, the they don't care. Yeah, the one I was reading today, you had to have like two kids in order to qualify for. I don't know whether it's the same one or not. Hmm. I, I don't know either. I mean, they're always redrafting bills back and forth before they get finalized. But so in California, that, you get you right. get to double dip. Are you getting two? Mm-hmm. You're gonna get yeah, and state, state and federal is two different things, right? So you can get seven hundred bucks. Yep. Wow. Nice. That's but Cal- California is capped at two cars as well. Yeah, but seven hundred bucks is a. I mean, that's. I guess that'll but keep it, it there. It won't man. be seven hundred though. If you got two cars, then you get, <laughs> you know, what four hundred? That's eight hundred. Oh. Uh, eleven hundred. If you're in California, you have two cars. It's- Steve, and, uh, in San Francisco, right 700 bucks is one parking spot a month to rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's not going to go through gas. That's <laughs> well, in the dark alley next to the trash can. <laughs> we've yeah. talked about this. David, you and I have talked about the San Francisco thing. Only only the 1% and the homeless can afford San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had the, uh, oh, I had the shock of my life when I moved to uh, San Francisco from Vegas. I'm like, everything costs three times as much, and I'm certainly not making three times. <laughs> I, I thought about visiting there one time and I looked at the hotel prices I was like nah <laughs> yeah and now and now the whole city is kind of I don't even know I, I've been going I've been I've been going out there for my whole life and I, I think it's a great city but I'm not sure what state it's in right now um but yeah, that was that's kind of it, guys. I mean, like this is I mean, this is a lot to digest. This Teamsters thing is is scary to me. I think that it's I think that it's a bigger story than um than people think. I think there's a lot more down the line looking at these teaming up and I <clears throat> I think you all know my stand. I am there's there's a time and a place, but the gig economy is not a place for for unions period there's just no i mean there's bottom line is there's no money to be taken away from the workers right no matter where you stand with all this if you want to be part of a union all that this that and the other there's just no money left to be taken away from the workers you can't take union fees out of nothing i agree i mean yeah i don't think anybody on this panel is going to argue with you about union no so i mean i i just i just don't see where these NYC, Yellow Cab, Uber, Teamster, things. These are three parties that hated each other. Now they're making deals and they're doing it in Washington State. And they're, I mean, they're all sitting in the same room together and coming up with these horrible ideas, worse than normal. I know that's pretty much how they've always been, but, <laughs> you know, it's like who's got the worst idea at the table? I do. You know? You'll go with that. <laughs> so, um, but we'll wrap this up, guys. I, I, I just wanted to uh I just wanted to hit on all this stuff and uh make sure that you guys are using Maximo and the driver utility helper. And if you feel like it, you should check out Para. Um because I know that uh you know everything ev- ev- it, it, as far as I see it now, it's everything's fair game. You know, uh, I I, I, agree, I agree with David though. I mean I think I think we should have our transparency. Yeah, it's like the union thing. I think we all agree that we would... I mean, just give us the transparency. That solves everything. 
I mean, because then you could just straight up go. I mean, yeah. it's the rideshare way is the easiest way for me to relate to it. Show me the whole trip. Show me the distance. Show me where I'm going. I know my city. I know what time of day I'm working. Show me what it pays, and I'll decide. I have to give Gary a shout out back to is like you should be able to use whatever tool you want to run your business. He's making drivers' lives safer, right? And yeah. making it easier for people. And the platform should make it so that at the end of the day, using Gary's app, you're still doing the work, right? So I don't understand why anybody would have a problem with it. St- still that's- doing the work based off your own personal preferences. Right, because right, I mean, some people live, and we've talked about this. Some people live in rural areas. Some people live in big cities. So I mean, those preferences change every ten miles too that you travel. Yeah. I mean, you could be in rural and you need to set it way different than you would downtown. Yeah. Well, so. thanks. I uh, thank you, Steve. I mean, I honestly didn't know much about Par until you know you did the interview with David and. You know, now I'm I'm joining you guys right along with you, but it really does help like weed through and also Gary, your app, you know, you know, through using everybody's, you know, utility helpers, it really does help drivers really make informed decisions, which we can't do without some of these assistants that are out there. Which is, I mean, which is great that these guys do it, but it's sad they have to. And that's kind of the point. I agree. And it's, and, the thing is, like some some of these apps, like Uber, they give you six seconds while you're driving down the road to decide if you want that rideshare yeah. trip. Lift to uh, six seconds is not enough time for me to look down at my screen while I'm driving and make a decision. They don't want you to think. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that's thinking. that's why they came out with the radar because yeah. they just want you clicking right away. Yeah, they just want you yeah. go yes. Yes, yes, and we're like new, new, new. We just gotta get Kim on Android. I know, I, <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> iOS, iOS girl, but I will say I am getting an Android because I need it for YouTube World as well. So why not get it for YouTube and Business World at the same time? So you get a Pixel on uh, eBay, very cheap. Like yeah, Pixel, Pixel three, is, four, is, very is cheap. a pure yeah. uh, Google phone. It doesn't have any bloatware and you can use it forever. So Okay, well, okay. So, I have a Pixel 3. It runs so, just as well as this iPhone 12 here. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, got I, I didn't know they were super cheap, but okay. <laughs> Well, well e- eBay, eBay. If if y'all don't know, eBay's still around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if people know that. Uh, yeah, I sell a few things. I mean, I, uh, what are they a seller on Amazon now? Craigslist. <laughs> I found my last two places I've stayed in Craigslist. Right? Oh my God. Craigslist? Seriously? You're not uh, afraid of the Are you afraid school. of that? <laughs> so let's talk about something that's still around, man. <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist is for like weirdos and weird meetups, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean that's that's what you need to find cheaper rents in San Francisco, right? So. Hey, they're hustling out there, not not for money, just to find somewhere to stay. Honestly, I've found I the I've found places I've lived on Craigslist too, though. To be honest, well, I did in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think I did it in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, I want to thank you guys for all coming on. Um, always a lot of fun. Kim, thanks for joining us. David, thanks for joining hey. us. Jason, thanks for joining us. Hannibal, thanks for joining us. Gary, thanks wow. for joining us. And everybody else, thanks for joining us. And I think, I well, no, I went over, but 
There was a lot of people in here. I did oh, my okay. best. I did my best. Good. Good. Okay. It's a fun time. Good night, everybody. Later. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. Well, there's some good information in there, guys. Um, every week, Thursdays, join us on the roundtable. Next week, we have UDM. The week after, we have Atlanta Delivers from over in the UK. And um, then we have some other great ones coming up, too. But stay tuned for Tuesdays, obviously. And, uh, yeah, um, I want to, again, say catch our catch the roundtable on uh, Monday live, or it will be on the podcast here Tuesday. But if you're interested in catching it live, it is a rare um, live uh, early evening on the East Coast, late afternoon on the West Coast. Um Roundtable where I'm allowing the pan- where I'm allowing it to be live on YouTube in case people have questions. So a lot of times, um, obviously the Thursday one is always live, but some of the other roundtables I do, I don't do them live. But this one it will be, and uh, we would love to see you there. Uh, thank you guys for everything. Um, I am just short of a hundred thousand downloads. So um, hopefully by the time I join you guys again on Tuesday, I will be telling you we are there. And I want to thank each and every one of you for helping me get there. So that said, go out, have a safe weekend, have a fun weekend, and uh, spin some good into this upside down, crazy, crazy, crazy world. And we'll see you back here next Tuesday on Rodeo. Peace. I'm